2: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. Uh, we're really excited actually to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co host uh, of the Huddle. Coach, yes! All right! <laughs> First touchdown of the
3: year.
4: <laughs> Bobby Hurricane, yeah. You know the name. Already, it's Merced. Ha ha It's a six-rig King show. Can't forget the name, though. Got jazz blue, vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Fall 14 for the orange and green. We see the six-rig champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane. That's never still putting damage in your so, uh, What's wrong with us? Seriously.
2: What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans.
0: Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane Sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go canes.
2: Buenas noches, todo el mundo, vamos a hablar de la pelota. Same man. Insane, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff's here already. Uh, he's ready to go. We love Jeff. What's going on, Big Daddy? Je- Jeff
3: is a fan of all of our shows, so uh,
2: he's a man.
3: He has been sitting with me on these streams all week.
2: Well, you know what they say. I'm not sure, what, I don't know what, uh, what they do
3: they say. Know. Man, I they, they say you sound like a gringo. That's what they say. <laughs>
2: you, know what they say. <laughs> you know what they say. Um. Hey, man, Miami Hurricanes baseball. Yeah. Back in the uh, back in the discussion for a potential national scene, huh? Oh, maybe. Man. Maybe. We got,
3: wait, we, we got to pause. We have a Gary Caput sighting.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> we were just talking about you, Gary. Yeah, yeah we,
3: we were talking about you and wondering where the hell you've been. So thanks for uh, stopping in here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Um, yeah, it's baseball talk, baby. Talk to me. How do you feel about so how, so? How do you feel about the 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 series win versus a tough Louisville team? You know who's who's been playing really well, playing some good baseball recently. I know they they dropped a tough one, uh, I think the week before they faced us, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, they've been playing pretty good baseball. They've got some really really good arms over there. They can hit a little bit, so. Uh, just nothing to say. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it, man.
3: There was extensive Chick Fil A talk on the basketball show earlier this week, and we yeah. figured you'd jump
2: with some spicy nuggets. takes, so. That's all right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, how, how do you feel about uh, about this weekend? This past weekend.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, it's so hard to get a read on this team because when they when they play poorly, they play really poorly. Like that that game two was just completely laid an egg, but. They're tough. Like, if they're in a game, they, they go win it. And honestly, and we're going to talk about the pitching, obviously. The stay of the pitching. No business winning that third game. <laughs> Fell behind 4-0 and came back and won it anyway. And just randomly, Lecarica threw three and 3.1 shutout innings. It's just, all right, we're in this game. And then he got to Walters. It's just, uh, this team's got guts, man. They've got guts. They're tough. Completely different from last year's team. Where last year's team had deep pitching. And was probably overall better, but never really tested. Like this year's team gets tested on like every weekend. And man, they just even the same thing the the, the road series before against North Carolina, like you lose that you're one strike away from winning game two and winning the series, and they hit a bomb off Walters, you lose on a walk off home run, you come back thirty minutes later and win game three. Like this team's just tough. They're mentally tough.
2: Yeah, it's um yeah, it's interesting to see what they're doing because you know, sometimes when you see them play, you're just like, oof, this team is going to be hard to beat, man. At any moment, they can just, first of all, they can obviously, it's a, it's a pretty damn good hitting, hitting ball club. But then you talk about all, every once in a while, you get three and a third from Lecarica, or you get, you know, or you get, you know, a couple solid innings from. I don't know, throw anybody in there, man. Gallo now all of a sudden. Yeah,
3: Gallo's done some work, yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Ben Chestnut throws you three solid innings <laughs> and then one inning he gets shelled and you're just like, you're not sure what the hell's going on. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're up 10 to 4 and you're like, where the hell did this come from? Um. So it's tough to get a gauge on if they are – my concern is – my my biggest concern is when, when the lights, you know, get really bright, right? We're talking about playoff baseball. Uh, the tournament is tough, man, because I know that you know. Right now, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about it now. But D1 Baseball has us in the field of 64 as the 11, uh, the 11 seed per se, hosting. Obviously, hosting down here in Coral Gables. But look, anybody that you face, we saw it last year, man. Ole Miss was with three or four. They were the four seed, I think, uh, three or four seed in 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 our in our bracket, and they they ended up winning the College World Series. So you know, at that point. Everybody is good. Everybody's good. Whether you're the last team in, or you're the, you know, or you're or you're the number one seed. It, this is going to be tough, and, and you see it right there as Miami. It's you know right now these are the predictions. Miami, obviously hosting Coral Gables with Indiana as the two seed, a tough team. It's funny, Indiana again. We see him in another sport. Crazy. I mean, I'm feeling
3: good if we see we see us lined up with Indiana. I don't you, that much. <laughs> you got Indiana,
2: Auburn, and then Army. Uh, you know, I mean, it
3: would be, it would be, I mean, not funny for us, but funny in the macro sense. If, yeah, we played them twice in basketball and beat them both times, and they play us in baseball and win, yeah, right, that would be crazy, exactly
2: like par for the course here. But it's, you know, it's, it's what, what are they in? They're the, they're the Big Ten, right? Big Ten Ten? Ten baseball, you know, a lot of people don't give them enough respect. You know, they, they had Michigan play in the College World Series a few years ago, you know, they've been coming, coming they've been giving up. Yeah, they got some teams there. So uh, Maryland's another good ball club. I know they're in the uh, SEC now, but um, they they used to be a Big Ten team, if I'm not mistaken. So So Maryland weren't they weren't they a Big Ten team? They are. They they are a Big Ten team. Oh, they are. I'm sorry. They weren't. They were an An ACC ACC
3: team. team. Yeah.
2: My bad. My bad. Yes. So yeah, Big Ten. They're a Big Ten team now. So uh, you know, all these teams are good. Obviously, Auburn, an SEC team. They play tough competition. And then you've got Army, who You know, plays good baseball also. They all do, right? And everywhere. Look, look the number four seed in the Gainesville region is Florida Golf Coast, who's kicked our ass, who kicked our ass a couple times or or, or at least one time this year. That's a solid team as a number four seed in their division. So in in their bracket. So you've got you've got some really good teams all the way through. All sixty four teams can play some baseball. So you gotta be ready. You gotta be ready because if you drop one, now you gotta win. You know, a few games to, to to just get out of the region. So it's it's tough. Yeah, these rankings change every week. Just have to continue winning. That's that's a great point. Yeah, and then he also brought up—he's
3: just like—he's—he's he's directing the show now. Uh, Kane's cats heat three hundred five. But we were actually going to talk about this too. Yeah, because it well, was something we kind of dismissed earlier. But the way the you know this you is shaping up,
2: other teams really more than us. <laughs> With, with some of these teams kind of falling apart, like Virginia, North Carolina, and, uh, you know, even some of the other top teams, like, I mean, Tennessee hasn't been playing great either. Uh, you know, Yeah, they- but I
3: think for us the big thing is Duke becoming yeah. a chance to – because one of the reasons we were like there's no way we're going to get a national seed is, um, is that um, just wasn't an opportunity to not – we needed one more quality series win. Give me a and, second. You yeah. take, take over. Yeah, was that we needed another uh, another quality series win, and it didn't look like we have a chance to get one. Then to, I'll just call you CCH three hundred five over here uh, this point. You know, all of a sudden, um, there's a chance to do that against um, to do that against Duke now, who's now one of the top eight seeds in this projection. As as you said, that these projections change all the time, but there's. One more quality series win, the RPI is going to be high. You know, the RPI will be national seed worthy, and you got to figure. I think one of the things that happened with Virginia slipping, you can see them as the two seed, and Morgan Talent again. It's just one projection, but you got to figure there's going to be two ACC national seats, and Wake Forest is definitely going to be one of them. They're running away with the ACC, Um, but that other spot, if we win against Duke, win that series, you got to feel like we might have. We have a very good chance of. Maybe getting a national seed here, so that that's
2: definitely in play. I love what I love what Kane's cat's heat says here at the end. That just shows how tough, in general, baseball really is, especially yes, especially in our conference. But let me tell you, man, I say this all the time, and Vish, you know when I, you know, I say it all the time, how tough baseball is. There's so many good players, even in 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 NIA, even in Division Two and JUCO. I mean, we have we have a couple teams down here in South Florida. Miami Dade College always has absolute studs that can go in and beat a Division I team at any moment. It doesn't matter. They always have three or four guys getting drafted. They just had a kid, a Korean kid, I believe, um, that just – didn't he just commit to Miami?
3: Yeah, we have a Korean kid at Miami Dade.
2: uh, He's a stud, just committed to Miami. You know, and they they always have some of the some of the best players in in the state of Florida and even in the country in a small school like Miami Dade. It's a Miami Dade College. yeah, it's a four year college, but it's a it's I don't even know what are they NAIA.
3: Yeah, I think it's NAIA.
2: NAIA. I mean, and they can come in and kick anybody's ass. Same thing with Broward College. Lynn University won a national title. A few years ago in Division Two baseball down here, um, I mean uh, Nova Southeastern is another team that has good baseball. Uh, Barry University, shout out to the Bucks, baby! I was about to say, when
3: are you going to get to the home team there? Maybe you know, <laughs> um, I'm assuming everyone knows, but if you didn't, Jazz play baseball at Barry, so uh, I did. I bet, that is the home team. Baseball.
2: It was, it was before the Jan Gomes days, but shout out, you got Jan Gomes out there. You had uh, Henry Owens who played for Barry. So, I mean, you, have, you, you got ballers all around. So baseball is a tough sport, man. And it, a lot of the times it's the hottest team in baseball that wins. It's not necessarily the best team. That wins. So you look at Ole Miss last last year, do it. Um, they got hot and they won. And let's be honest, right? Like Tennessee had the best pitching staff in the country. Uh, Vanderbilt is always loaded. You know all these big time programs, and and they they fell short. So you got to get hot. You got to stay hot. You got to be clutch at the right time. Um, and even if you don't have the best pitching, if your pitching gets hot all of a sudden, anything could happen. And we've seen it before.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, and just to we're gonna talk about the pitching in a second, I think, but just to look at the ACC, you can kind of see why. Yeah, Wake Forest is basically locked in as a national seed. You go sixteen four in this yeah. conference, like even if they pretty much lose out, they'll probably still be a national team. Number two so team
2: in the country, right number that? number
3: two team in the country, and and there's a pretty big drop off from them down below. Like they're
2: boy, that Dylan Cruz kid out of yeah. is a stud,
3: man. Yeah, yep. he's gonna be the number one pick. But um, um, you look at the coastal here, and it is it is it is really tight so
2: it is and 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 all all those teams with the exception even look even virginia tech who right now they're on the bubble they're They're on the the bubble bubble. they're the first four out right i think they're one of the first four out and that's a team that's look 26 and 6 we're 28 and 6 we only have two more wins in them it's about look and i i know i say that but it really isn't even about the win loss it's more about the strength of schedule as well we have one of the they the tough the, the toughest schedules in the country so far. Right.
3: And that that's for, for two reasons. One is like our crossover series have been tough, but also you talked about a second ago, like our midweek games are legitimate. A yeah. lot of these teams, like you're not gonna get a good quote unquote small school in a lot of places. Meanwhile, like we're playing FAU, FIU. I think I don't think we played FGCU this year. We might have I don't remember, but like Basically, if you play anyone in Florida, they can play. Yeah, so they're they're not going to destroy your RPI. Um, yeah, we played Stetson. Um, like, so if you're, you're if you play a, a Florida team, you're going to play a team that's good. That's also going to go out and beat other teams. So those midweek games, which screw a lot of programs' RPIs, we ours are actually reasonable. So yeah. that helps us a lot when you compare it to a team like Virginia Tech, when their midweek games are just not going to be as good quality. So it's just gonna drop their their uh their their them down the peck in order there. So but yeah it's right in play there. You yep. were a half game behind Duke. Um so we're playing Presbyterian this week it's finals. That's that's a walk you can't
2: lose a single game this weekend. You gotta yeah
3: they're they're awful even yeah. for like that level. So you gotta that's gonna it's gonna hurt our RPI and start the schedule anyway, but you gotta win all three of those. Yeah. And then at Pitt which you got to yeah. at least win that series yeah. and Let's
2: then you finish at home with Duke.
3: You finish at home with Duke. So if you can, you know, like, like Jazz says, sweet Presbyterian win two or three gets pit, you'll be in position to win the ACC Coastal in that last week hosting Duke. Get and it. If you do that, it's hard to see, yeah. you know, then you're starting to, and the RPI, the numbers will be there for a national seed. Absolutely. So you're kind of putting yourself in position to do that, which you know, a month ago, did not seem possible. Um, but part of it's also, let's be real, they say they don't do this, but they do. They, there's a certain number of national seeds they're willing to give to a conference. They're not going to put, like, four SEC and unless four ACC.
2: No, unless you're the SEC. No, they're not
3: going to do, like, four of each. because they're. <laughs> gonna, well, I mean, I think they would actually do that, and I think they would do it with the ACC too, but – they got to travel schools, and they don't. want they they, they do geographic distribution. Yeah. Like Stanford is going to get a national seed just because they're the best team on the West Coast. It doesn't matter if they're top eight; they'll make them eighth. Yeah. <laughs> no, because they want they need they need teams hosting all over the country, whether they admit it or not. It plays comes into play. But the fact that Virginia has fallen off so much has opened some doors for us, right?
2: And truthfully, I mean, in the SEC, you've got uh, you've got LSU, you've got Florida, you've got. Um, uh, Vanderbilt, uh, you have got Tennessee. I know that, that some of them are, have been struggling a little bit recently, but all of those teams could potentially, you know, fight for a couple spots also. So yeah,
3: no, they're the most like the by far the two strongest conferences are the SEC and the ACC. Yeah. But they're not going to let all of them just host all the regions. So right. so we got there's a pecking order here. So if we can jump Duke in that pecking order, that puts a second essentially behind Wake. And you gotta feel pretty good then. At that point, that a national seed, definitely a host, will happen. But right, you kind of got to feel pretty good about national seed.
2: Just kind of keep winning, baby. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff mentioned something about the pitching that we won't go very far with our pitching rotation. Yeah, let's (laughs) let's
3: talk about the the big big elephant in the
2: room. J D is a great pitching coach, if you ask me. I you know was very hesitant to say that early on in his career, but I just feel like what he's been able to do. You know, with with the staffs that he's had, you know, some of the staffs haven't been great, and he's been able to get a lot out of them. Uh, and then he's had some great staffs that he hasn't been able to get enough from, whether it's because of COVID or because that's still like that COVID. was the
3: tragedy here. That was the tragedy because oh, that was the national that, championship, that, championship. That that pitching staff was loaded, and they, that was before like that entire that that entire squad took COVID to just party and not work on baseball and came back like crap. But. um and then we had I mean, to. Studi
2: Zamora, like, shortstop. Oh yeah, I know that, oh, that. that that oh. team was
3: so loaded. Oh
2: god, all three of the pitchers
3: got drafted high. Ah, oh. <laughs> damn it. Anyway, anyway,
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Look, listen. The pitching staff is. Well, so what do you
3: do here? Because all right. So first of all, I guess oh, I'll just be. We'll, we'll go. We'll go straight up on this. We don't know what the hell's going on with Carson Ligon. He came wow. back for one yeah. for one one appearance against Georgia Tech at home and then back out again now and, and did not pitch last weekend. So I I mean we don't know what's going on there. Yeah, at this yeah. point I think it's safe to assume like don't if he comes back great's like a bonus, but they gotta have a plan. I
2: think B, he's injured? I think he's injured. I think he's injured.
3: I mean they're they're very yeah. secretive. The mind, like nothing nothing really comes out. Um uh, during the, I think it was during the North Carolina series, the ACC network people were saying, "Yeah, he's got tendonitis, and he'll be back." And then he came back, so we're like, "All right, he's back." And then after that, he went right back to not not pitching last weekend. So I don't know exactly what's going on there, but I do know. I think at this point, hopefully, he comes back. But you can't. You're not gonna like assume he's
2: coming back. Yeah. Yes. I know we spoke about that also.
3: It's good. Like, I will say, um, good point. And also, we mentioned regionality earlier. I think there's a very heavy chance if we're not a national seed, regardless of what the number is next to us, it'll be aligned to the Florida regional. They do that. That's why we're always going up there. it's, It's 64
2: and then it drops to 32 and then it goes to eight, right?
3: No, it's 64, then 16, then. Is
2: it sixty? Hmm? Don't two teams out of every region make it? Make nope. it out? no nope. one. team. Okay.
3: Yeah. So, so the the winner of the regionals advance, and then you play a three game series, best of three series, gotcha. next weekend. So the super regionals are just a best of three series. Which you know, if we're hosting, we're undefeated at home. It's you got to feel pretty good there. Right. Um, if it's on the road against top quality team, which is what it will definitely be, because they'll be in a national seed, yep. <laughs> we have not done well in those situations. So yep. it's kind of to to, you to almost got to hope that point. Yeah, that kinda,
2: whatever other seed that we're playing, kind of you know, craps the bed. I too. mean, that's
3: always a possibility too. Like if you're if you're hosting a regional, yeah. you are in line to host the supers if the if the national seed loses the regional. So
2: happens all the time. Yeah, happens all the time. So we'll
3: see. Anyway, the pitching. So.
2: We basically have Gabe Zeal and then nothing. Yeah, because I mean, people. I mean, oh. when you say nothing, you mean like a guy like starter. Kind of, this, well, I mean, just, just
3: where's our rotation, right? Because theoretically, you mentioned like like the regional format. Like, if you if you win the first two games, then you only have two more left to play. Right. But if you lose one of those two, you've got to win. You got to play like five games and win like four in a row. How are you gonna? Do that with this pitching staff.
2: Yeah, it's 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 going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And again, yeah, that's what we're thinking. Yeah, I was thinking,
3: but again, there's no reasonable expectation at this point that he would pitch. In I mean, so.
2: if you can get him back and he can be and he can be good, then that's great. Then now you've got a solid one two. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, oh.
3: the third one is going to be Rosario. I mean, I think I think
2: at this point, like I know he's not pitching well, but you don't even have options. I think I think you gotta go with whoever's hot if it's Alec, if it's Alex Torres, you go with Alejandro Torres. Um
3: I don't think you can so this is the problem, right? Like I just don't know who else, yeah. You can't afford to use him. I mean, we're overusing him to the extent that like he's coming out of the bullpen in one game and then starting the next one. Like you can't do that to the kid. Yeah. It's affecting some of his, his performance. Like, he's gotten hit a few times lately. It's like, yeah, you pitch him every game, his arm's gonna go. Like I, you can't expect someone to do that. Not to mention, you know, you you, you let him you let you let a a team see a pitcher sleep on it overnight, break down all his pitches, then started the next
2: game. It's like what the hell, man. That's not gonna, they're gonna know everything at that point. I mean, yeah, I, mean I don't know about the last forty years because I don't know. I don't, I can't go back. Yeah, it yeah. But it, it, it is it's one of the different. in
3: recent memory. Yeah,
2: it really is. It really is, and, and I
3: just feel like. And I I would say it's not just that. It's it, a lot of it's the quantity. Like we we never this year established a midweek starter right, and now we when we lost Ligon, we lost this we lost one of our three weekends. We have two starters right now, yeah, yeah you know, despite what whatever rosario's um doing, he's definitely one of the two people that you know we can start him on a weekend, right he's been hit or miss, but Here's
2: the thing with rosario right when he's on, he is yeah, he's best pitcher in the country, basically, right that's how good he is that's how good he looks when he's off he is the worst pitcher in the country it's but I, not, see, like, there's no middle ground but that. i
3: think i think the the problem that we've had here is he, if we have ligon in the rotation you know rosario if you got a sunday guy coming in there throwing 97 98 like that that's a huge advantage even when he gets hit like and he can go deep into games you get to sunday your bullpen's kind of jacked up he eats innings even when he's not pitching well like this last week he went like six innings without even yeah. Gave up six runs, but like he ate enough innings that we had a bullpen for for game three, right? Like so, he's going to give you something there. We just don't have another starter, period. So it's like you got those two, and then and if you get into the loose bracket of a regional, like you got to start five games. You know, how, <laughs> we have we have two pitchers, so I mean, I guess LeCarica as an option.
2: Yeah,
3: Um, he's been pitching. an Option, yeah, or... Gail. I think those are who you're going to end up if you get into those deep. Situations, as, as Jeff said, you could you could pitch Torres. The thing is,
2: since got hit kind of hard when he started the other day, right? Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, he didn't. He did last. Well, LeCarica pitched three times last week and didn't allow a, a run. Right. He ate like six or seven innings. So I think.
4: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify?
2: um, yeah, we we've actually have discussed this in the past. I mean, I'll give this to you as
3: our not, not non-sarcastically as someone that's like played the game at a high level.
2: Yeah, yeah, I just think that with him, I mean a lot of it is mental. You you see him break down when he gets into trouble, when he gets behind counts. Um it's more about it's more about the way that he throws the baseball, right? Like it's he doesn't have a lot of movement on his pitches. Uh, it's pretty straight, and anything anything that's straight and flat, regardless of how hard it is, uh, can still be hit really hard as well. And so when you mix that in with, with the lack of focus at, at times, you're going to get a guy who's going to be erratic, who's going to be all over the place, and that throws that hard. He's going to walk people. He's going to give up, you know. I've seen how many times have we seen a Vista where he, he gets two quick outs? Yeah. Pops some guy up, strike strikes out another guy, and then all of a sudden a two-out walk, or he hits someone, and then he can't find the strike zone. And then he gives up a couple runs like that, real quick, because someone hits a bomb off the wall and it's just two, it's two, it's two or three runs, boom, and then he's out of the inning because he strikes out the next guy or whatever. You just see that too much with him because he gets too much. He gets he gets into trouble. He starts thinking too much after two outs, which drives me crazy because at that point, man. Just, just rear back and let it run. You
3: can actually even see in his body language a little bit, that's mental. Well, Cause he'll start like nodding, like, okay, I got this. And I'm like, if you're having to convince yourself, just right. pitch, man. It's fine. And and I think the uh um I think the other thing is is like you said, he throws so hard. And yeah, he hits ninety-eight. Um, I was at a game where he hit ninety-eight. And uh, it is when you miss like that and you leave it out over the plate, they just gotta make any kind of contact, and that thing's gonna go. And that's why every time and I I commented on this over the weekend when, you know, like you said, first inning cruise through it, second inning got the first two outs and just missed a spot solo home run. And
2: and look, Rich, Rich <laughs> you play you play D two baseball. So did I. What what happens when you get behind hitters? When you get behind hitters and then you try to be too perfect, right? You try to hit your spots too well. You take something off the ball. You leave it right over the plate. You don't hit your you don't hit your spots. And you get crushed, right? And people hit the ball. And that's what happens to him a lot, you know, especially with two outs, um, you know, because I've seen it time and time again. The guy goes after people, his first two outs, boom, real quick. And then, and then he
3: kind yeah, of – He's out. always on the verge of just, like, losing it. And 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 he's one of the two pitchers, by the way. We're talking about Richard. The other one's Zeal. Hopefully Ligan I mean, we don't know what's going on there, but hopefully he can come back. But other than that, like, it's – there's no no one else has really started. We've been using you know whole staff on our midweek and on our Sundays now because Ligon hasn't been there, so it's.
2: And Chestnut hasn't been really good either. I, I mean,
3: inconsistent. I mean, definitely. And Casey is right. Torres has started to struggle a little bit because we just overused him. Right. I mean, there was a five game period where he appeared out of the bullpen in one game, started another one, closed another one. <laughs> It's just like you can't you can't do that. It's just like it's too much, and so he ends up he ends up like basically. Yeah, I'm sure he's tired. We pulled him after like an inning, one point one innings against uh, Louisville in, in game three because I think they're friendly. Like, oh, we got to ratchet this down. This
2: is gonna get much. fatigued, man. Yeah, no,
3: and it's and it also he's like coming out of the pen in one game and then trying to start the next one. It's just not because he was really good in game in game game one. He came in to, and this is one thing with him. He's
2: a clutch pitcher when 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 it's like. Yeah, when, but when problem, it's jammed up, he makes his pitches. The problem is he's not a pitcher that can come in and throw 95, 96. No, he's no, but he, to ninety. And that eighty-eight to ninety when you're tired and you got a little dead Oh out. no,
3: absolutely. His best his best thing for for us, yeah, he definitely needs rest, but that's what I'm saying. His best best thing for us is he comes in, in, in clutch bullpen situations, gives us an inning, or gets us out of a jam. He's really he's he's That dude makes clutch pitches. Like you put him into a pressure situation, he hits the spots. Um, he's gotten out of so much trouble the last two years, actually. And but by using him as a starter, like you said, they're just wearing him down. And then he's not effective across the board. But he was really good on Friday. Struck out two batters and and got to Walters. And then we tried to start him a day later, and it didn't go as well. Because like, what the f are you doing, man? (laughs) Yeah. What's bad
2: here? Uh, Rosario's K percentage at twenty five point nine. Which is up eight percent from last year. His advanced stats are lower than his ERA, so there is hope. It seems that the ball, it seems every ball hit off of him finds a hole or drops. So yeah, and that's and that's my point, right? Like you see Rosario pump it up to ninety eight, strike out the first two guys, or you know strike out one guy, get the other guy to pop up or whatever, and then he kind of just falls apart a little bit, um, you know, and gives up a couple bad hits, walks a guy or hits a guy, something along those lines, and it kind of falls apart a little bit. Um, and I think that, look, he makes a great you, – you also make a great point as far as uh, a ball finding the hole or drops in. It drives him crazy. You can see it. If someone hits the ball off the end of the bat or it gets jammed on a 98-mile-per-hour fastball up yeah. and in and, and it gets over you know, Morales or something, it gets over the third baseman and it falls in, a Texas league or a little bleeder, it gets to him, right? And that drives any pitcher crazy, trust me. That drives anybody pitcher crazy when you make a great pitch – and somehow still get, you know, he's the guy still gets on base or finds it, finds a hole somewhere. It drives you crazy. You gotta have short term memory as a pitcher. And I think that sometimes he doesn't. And that's, that's probably the biggest thing. must be easy to see coming out of his hand. That's another thing, Gary, it could be, it could be that as well. So, uh, I'm not a big fan of his mechanics. I don't like the whole, you know, real quiet, short step type thing, but I think that that's what they teach a lot at UM anyways. Um, not a huge fan of it, but, you know, it, it works for some guys. It doesn't work for everybody. That's why I'm a big, I'm a big, <clears throat> I guess, fan, a proponent of, you know, some mechanics work for some people, some mechanics work for another. Same thing with hitters at the plate, right? Not everybody's going to be the same, have the same, you know, bat- batting stance, do the same thing with their bat. So I think that, you know, maybe he's just trying too hard to be too, too good. He's um, getting. I think he's just got to come. Yeah, this is
3: this is actually yeah, right. Yeah. What I was about to say, like he's got to understand that, like, look, he's got he's got this, you know, high end arm talent, right? So he puts this expectation on himself that he's going to shut everyone. He's not. I mean, frankly, it's a come to Jesus. You're not that good. Just battle through the game. Like, don't worry about it. If you give up three runs, it's fine. Like if we can get five or six out of you, and you've given up three runs, we'll take that every time. Like we're not asking you to shut the other team out. Just you know, so like you said, you give up that solo shot. Sometimes it's not even hit hard, but he throws so hard, it just goes anyway, right? I mean, or the little, like you said, jammed up and Texas Leaguer falls in, or whatever it is, just like especially with Lorenzo carriers range out there in the outfit was a whole <laughs> other problem. Like you just get it anywhere from, anywhere into that side of the field and it's it's gonna fall in. But um just play, pitch through it. Like your goal is not to shut everyone out. I think he he goes out there thinking I'm going to throw this past everyone. I'm going to blow them away. I'm going to I'm going to you know shut everyone down. And they start they get a few hits and he just completely. I mean, there's been several times we just had like one bad inning where if he had just mitigated the damage, it would have been fine because of like five runs in one inning. And we usually just leave him out there because we don't have a deep pitching staff and he's he can go long in games. So yeah.
2: Thank God, wait! Thank God, TBB and Jeff Lynn kind of uh, uh, make me feel good that I know what I'm talking about sometimes. (laughs) Thank God for that, bro. Because if not,
3: but don't encourage him, please.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Keep it coming, baby. Keep it coming. Yeah. All right. So,
3: kind of, kind of to wrap up here, we'll obviously have a lot more next week because, like, Presbyterians, not really much to talk about. Um, But just to kind of close things off here. So, there was one comment about I can't imagine this happens unless like somehow the first two games are completely lopsided because it's hard to see us winning a game without using Walters to begin with. Right. Um, And then, I mean, so what do you – so what's your solution on the pitching staff? Like, do we just – I mean, right now it looks like we can – I mean, Zeal and and Rosario, despite spending most of this show talking about
2: Rosario's problems, are definitely going to start. Well, I I think think what you have to do first is you have to see how healthy Carson is going to be. Uh, if he's healthy, then, you know, it changes a little bit. But, again, like you said, Vish, right, you can't kind of rely on him to be the horse that he was, you know, kind of starting to be a little bit before he disappeared again. So, yeah, it's Johnny Holstaff, man. It's Johnny Holstaff, and you got to try to keep it together. JDR- T- if J.D.R. Tiago somehow gets this, this pitching staff to, to really be productive, then he's got to win some sort of award, man. Uh, assistant coach of the year or something because and i'm not saying that because they're so terrible they're not great we get that we understand that i mean
3: I, I would say there's a lot of i think you know gaio should be better and i think he's gotten a little bit better he's someone you could potentially put into a game now which you couldn't a month ago yeah definitely like has come back around after that period where he was basically every pitch he threw was getting knocked over the fence yeah. He's coming around, pitching well. You got Torres, you got Walters. You got we need starters
2: to go five or six, man. That's of yes. the most. Important. Yeah, and
3: then you got the those five pitchers you can use out of the bullpen. I mean, I think I will say a lot of the arms that we're bringing in, like to eat innings on blowouts, like we did in Game Two against Louisville, they're not Miami caliber arms, and I'm not exactly sure what they're coming in here throwing mid 80s. And it's what just happens like, when
2: you recruit? It's what happens when you recruit all these. You know, draft picks. Everybody goes to the league instead of going to college.
3: There, there's definitely some arms at the back end. The reason we can't expand, if you're wondering why we can't, like those pitchers we mentioned. Those are your. That's it. Like you, you can't expand the, yeah. the, the, the rotation at all beyond that because there's just not. um There's just no one to go to.
2: Okay. Unfortunately. Man. All right. All right.
3: <laughs> good, good for you on the Lakers. There. A random comment. Um.
2: Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, yeah. Well. See what happens with, with uh, after Presbyterian and, and uh, yeah, and I think
3: I think the one thing for this weekend it's a good opportunity to hopefully get a lot of these arms some, some work in non pressure situations because we should be able to hit them pretty easily. That's it. All right, we'll be back next week though, and then we got two more ACC series left in, and then it is uh, and
2: that's a wrap, and then yeah. we'll see what happens. See you guys next week.
4: The Six Rick Kane Show. Yeah. The Six Ring yeah, yeah. Rings Game Show. The Six Rings Game Show. You know.